right. Well, welcome, everybody. It is episode 74 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. It is February 17th, and it's snowing out. So, boo. Snowmageddon. Is it? Well. It's supposed to get a lot. Three to five. And which doesn't mean anything, right? Because, however, it is the first snowstorm of, I want to say the year, because that doesn't work, the season that's coming out of the east. So it's coming off Lake Huron for once. Mm-hmm. Right. Choose to do that with what you So it's like <laughs> lake effects. Uh, yes, correct. It's our first lake effects storm of the year. Right. Awesome. Not really. But. <laughs> yeah. All right. And our guest tonight is Claire LaFleur. So welcome. Thank you. Right. Yes. So awesome. something you might not know, first podcast guest ever. How long have we been doing this? 74? 74. 74 still episodes. still got that missing episode out there. Well, I'm going to leave until we need it. But first podcast guest to park in your driveway. Huh. Which well, I'm not mad about. I actually <laughs> love it. I, I pulled up. I was like, finally, somebody <laughs> parked in your driveway. So I just wanted to let you yeah. know. Well, you're... Usually here. That's, I mean, close, but I just, I, most people park on, in front of the house, and I, I was really happy to see that. So, All right. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-T-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And no new emails. So we will move on to the hot take topics. Well, you can tell them about trivia. Well, I guess <clears throat> Alpina CVB, Great Lakes, Sanctuary of the Great Lakes, is going to be sending us some more trivia questions. They're going to work on it. Yes. That's exciting. I told them that you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Did those fit your hand? They do. I just didn't know which side. I figured it out, but I just didn't know. What is the purpose of this, dude? I have no idea. Okay, all right, fair enough. All right. I, I, I have no idea. I just know the thing on the phone was so you could play with your phone, but it works worth the shit. So it doesn't work. <laughs> Not really. Smart gloves? Did you have a pair of smart gloves? No, nope. oh. I just take off my gloves and freeze my hands. <laughs> They're supposed to be running gloves. But right. No, I'm with you. My hands don't stay warm in them. I think and they're more f- for fall than probably. Well, even in the fall, my hands get crazy cold. So, uh, two things. All right. One, are you running again? I ran this morning on the treadmill. Ooh, how'd that go? I feel good. Okay. And then two things. Um, one of the tips I ever got from when I first started running was always make sure your hands are warm, wear gloves. So mm-hmm. I have no problem. I'm always looking for a really good pair of running gloves. That's why I try that on. I've yet to ever find a pair of gloves where I'm like, this is it. These are the gloves. I And I have bought a lot of running gloves. And what I'll do is, or back when I ran a lot, I would take them. And then we have a lot of, like with key fobs and stuff like mm-hmm. that, where you need tactile mm-hmm. things. If I didn't like them, I would give them away to people that at work. And my hair just, they sucked. So, yeah, that's what I do with them a lot. I, I mean, I literally probably spent hundreds of dollars trying to find a running club, and I've yet to ever find yeah. one, so... I may have to go with mittens, keep my fingers close together. Well, that is true. They'll always be warmer because they're bunched yeah. together. So, but you don't want a mitten. 
I mean, I don't mind the mitten that comes over the top where you have a glove. Those don't work for me. Oh, really? Why is that? I don't know. I just can't find anything thick enough for my hands because wearing those, my hands are frozen. It's just, I don't know. I'm weird. No, I'm not saying weird. They didn't seem like they were very warm gloves when I tried them on. Um, the purpose the person was saying is when you exert yourself, <clears throat> your blood tends to go toward mm-hmm. the heart. So he said a really good pair of gloves is important because naturally your mm-hmm. hands will automatically feet get cold. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was his whole point. Well, maybe I just need to invent that glove. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, my daughter needs it for ice skating. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Ready for a hot take now? Yeah, sure. Five minutes in. I'm good. <laughs> All right. First hot take topic is the slam dunk competition from Saturday night. So I'm going to go on on the limb <clears throat> and assume that you probably didn't watch that. I didn't watch it, but I did go on and like oh my God. look and see what what why it was a hot. She's take. by far our best guest we've ever had. <laughs> she did her research. She did research. She parked in a different spot. <laughs> by far my favorite guest we've ever had on the lot. Because like it's not like it's Matt where it was a friend or Justin yeah. where like they already knew these things. Um, okay, so I want to go with you first before I get your take on it. What's your take on it? I don't. It didn't play out the way they wanted it to. One, only two of the judges are supposed to score a nine on the last dunk. Which was. It was Aaron Gordon jumping over Taco okay. Fall, yeah. 7-5. But for some reason, three judges gave nines, and so that caused Aaron Gordon to lose. I think the judges wanted it to be a tie, but it didn't work out that way. I think... Okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> who won the dunk contest? Don't, don't pay attention to the judges. Who do you think won the contest? I really think it was a tie. Do you really? I really do, yes. Because I think Jones, or whatever his name was, got screwed Precise. on his first dunk. 100%. Because that totally, was a 50. Totally robbed. Not a, That was a 50. Yes. So all the dunks for the two were 50s. So it was a tie. Claire? So I didn't get to see all the dunks and yeah. everything, but I did see some of the highlights and everything. Um, Let me ask you this before you get into this. Are you a basketball fan? I'm not a huge basketball fan. Like I know enough that I played in junior high and everything. So okay. I but I like it. What position did you play? I was just one of those. The coach sent me out and said, "Go and get the ball." And all right, fair enough. I get in trouble more than I was supposed to because <laughs> I got the ball back. <laughs> you sound like Allison. <laughs> That's how I. Uh, for those that I mean, we know this by now. I coached Allison in basketball. That's exactly how I used Allison in basketball. She was super. Aggressive on defense. Wasn't the best shooter, but we would play a box on one, and whoever I put Allison on, she would pretty much just go right after him. So, like, um, yeah. yeah that, that's about how I am. Yeah. All right. I like it. <laughs> Run down the court. Oh, there's the ball. Get it back. So, your dunk contest thoughts. Um. So, why, why were they pre-planning? Like, that's what I wasn't understanding. Why are we pre-planning that we want to tie? It was supposed to be a tie. We all said it was going to be a tie. Why? That's what I. So do you think they pre, are you questioning the pre-plan at 
they didn't do that beforehand. No, they didn't start at the yeah. beginning of the say, all right, it's going to be right. Five. But yeah. they, it sounded like they kind of talked amongst themselves and they're like, all right, we got to tie these guys. So, yeah. Well, I think there was something happened that I don't know if it's ever happened before. And the thing that happened before is I don't think we've ever had a judge that was able to hear what the announcers were saying. Don't you agree with that? Because Dwayne Wade was mic'd up. Correct. Dwayne Wade was mic'd up. So that's the first thing that happened. Okay. Um, the second thing that happened, which Brad will probably back me up, is I don't know if we've ever had so many good dunks before in the final, which made it really even more awkward because... Well, the last one Aaron Gordon was in with Zach Levine was yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, that was good. I feel, but this is, again, a pure podcast listener thing. I felt like Jared Jones was robbed on the first one. I felt like Jared Jones won that dunk contest. Now, Aaron Dunks, Aaron Gordon's dunk, where he caught off the side of the backboard and won him with mill 360 at yeah. some bitch. I was eating wings on my bed, and that made me stand up. <laughs> and then Allison was in the bathroom, and I was like, hey, you need to come in here and watch the replay of this. So I stood up and screamed. I was like, what did I just see? You need to get your ass in here, woman. Watch this. And then she did it. She was like, ah, I guess. <laughs> but it was a really impressive dunk. Like, I mean, they all were. Yeah. And even Pat Connaughton got screwed. <laughs> yes, we can talk about that if you want. Pat Connaughton totally got screwed. And I was expecting more out of Dwight Howard. Hmm. He was just there for show, pretty much. I think he was there for the Kobe tribute. Yeah. yeah don't you feel like that yeah. was a fair thing to say? Kind of, yeah. All right. Well. I don't even remember what a second dunk was. So let me ask you this. Greatest dunk contest of all time? No. I still think 88 was best. So if you had to rate 88, 2000, and 2020, I think 2000 comes in third because there's only one person. There's the best performance by a dunker, but it wasn't the best dunk contest. I think 88 pushes past 2020 because of who was in it. You had Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins. And then you have Jones and Gordon. I mean... Okay. Yeah, two Hall of Famers and. No, I, I understand your point. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I want more from you. I want. I'm just trying to get as much as I can out of you right now. What do you want from me? No, I just I want to make sure I got everything I can. Million dollars. I just yeah yes I would take that. But I, I like you that you're talking. You seem like you have very much to say about this topic. So I just think that the dunk contest shouldn't be in Chicago anymore. I told you this. <laughs> yes, you did. You told me that. There's two dunk contests in Chicago and there's two robberies. Yeah. Where's the next All Star game? I don't know yet. I don't know that. Do you know that? Nope. Fair enough. That's okay. I can look it up. Right. So, I would have been fine with a tie, but I like that they made one winner. Because we have more to talk about. If it was a tie, we'd be like, oh, well, it's over. We yeah. have a tie. And it was much deserved a tie, but I like that we say that Aaron Gordon kind of got robbed, but I really feel like. Derek Jones Jr. won that thing. Yeah. I wanted someone to do that one-handed 360 from the free of the line 
Zach Levine was teasing me. Just that, to try it. I think Jones could have done it. I think he could have done it because he's so long and linky. He's got that weird body that can do it. I just like. He's somebody who can jump a long way. Yeah. He can. I mean, well, we can swear on this pod. He yeah. just absolutely shits on people constantly. Yes. I freaking love his in game dunks. He just kind of, constantly just. Like, he's just it's taking back a lot of ferocity. Yes, I just love the way he dunks. Just love him. I just, uh, um, if you don't mind, off topic, but it's kind of on topic. How do you feel about Duncan Robinson? It took him a while to get into it, and he did have quite a few that rattled in and out. Mm-hmm. So that was all right. But, you know, it was his first three-point contest. I would love for him to come back again. I mean, all three, the skills competition, the three-point competition, they were all exciting. I love the skills competition. I told Allison when we were watching the skills competition, it's my favorite. And the only reason it's my favorite is because it's the only one I feel like I stand a chance on. <laughs> yeah, I know I can throw that needle right away. I'm going to make that pass, and then I'm running down, and I know I'm going to be last. My only hope is that the guy misses the pass. So then I have that little bit. I make the layup. I'm not going to dunk it. I come back the other way, and I probably have to shoot a half quarter because the other guy is going to shoot a three-pointer. So I would just hurry up. I shoot a half quarter, and then as I miss it, I would hurry up and grab the next ball, and then hopefully. And you don't want to dunk it anyway. No, I promise you this much. <laughs> if I could dunk the ball, I would dunk the ball every flipping time. <laughs> but you saw what happens with Sabonis when you dunk it. Yeah, I did. All right. Anything else? I'm surprised. Who won, the, who won the All-Star MVP last night? Kawhi. That's what I thought. I was really surprised. I, the minute I saw them rename the Kobe Bryant MVP, I thought for certain LeBron will, will just go off for 90 points. I didn't watch a second of the game. so I watched like the first 10 minutes, and then I just was like, eh. Heard it was exciting at the finish, but. Yeah, I heard it was a really good finish. Not like, what was it, 2002? Yeah. One with Steph and Iverson. Yeah. And Kobe and Vince. It was like my favorite All-Star game. I don't remember the last All-Star game I watched. So. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a really good first hot take. Yeah. Next year's All-Star game is in Indianapolis. Ooh. <laughs> driving distance. Yeah. Well, Chicago is driving distance. But I heard it's expensive to get into all this stuff. Well, I'm sure it is. So. All right. Topic number two is another basketball, and that is John Beeline could be out as a Cavaliers coach. Did you research this one? I did. Oh, my God. I want to hear what you got. <laughs> so I saw that. Okay, he used to be Michigan's coach. Correct. And he bumped up from college up to NBA. God, you might be hired on the show right now. <laughs> so reading through the article and everything, it made me think of Nick Saban of basketball. Holy shit, yes. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, went to the pros, mm-hmm. and his niche is not pros because he's not – but he also had a younger team is what I'm reading. So they're probably not giving them chance to really rebuild the team and start seeing what's his team going to look like from recruiting. See, I can relate it to football. Who are you? <laughs> from what I heard is 
nobody wanted him from the start. So he was pretty much shit on once he started. Uh, uh, that's, that's not surprising to either you or me, right? I like Beeline. I mean, not just because he. I love Coach Beeline. Beeline. Here's the problem, right? Is that if Cleveland does get rid of him, and then I'm not surprised that they get rid of him in one year. Where's he going to I heard that he was just going to step away himself. Well, that wouldn't surprise surprised me either because he's like, probably piss on you guys. I don't need this bullshit. I'm a real good basketball coach because he is a real good basketball he coach. Is. What upsets me is he's going to end up somewhere, not at the University of Michigan. Not that I don't like Jordan Howard. You know I love Jordan Howard. I'm excited by him. But I love the coach Beeline. So where do you think he lands? In my heart, I <laughs> hope he pulls a Phil Martelli and becomes an assistant coach in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> where he's going to go, I don't know. Who's having a bad season? He could go anywhere he wants. In the college level, hundred percent, he can, he can name his team. I mean, yeah. that doesn't have a coach already. So, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. Do you think he's done in the pros? Oh yeah, most likely. Yeah, I think so too. I think to just put a sour taste in his mouth, and like screw you guys. I mean, he's probably hearing how he's had conflict with the players and stuff. I feel like any college coach that goes to the pros mm-hmm. has that problem. Texas, maybe. I don't know. Are they happy with Shaka Smart? I don't know if they are. That's what I'm, I'm trying to figure out a program that's maligned. He's not going. I doubt if he'll end up in the Big Ten, which would absolutely make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe he'll end up at Kansas once or North Carolina. Once those two corrupt programs get fucking busted for once. They won't. I know. If North Carolina doesn't get busted for a fake class, they're not going to get busted. For For anything. You're right. I mean, if you could make a fake class. For 20 years. For 20 years. (laughs) And then nothing happens to you. Oh, that's all right. They got the credit. And I'm not. As everyone knows, as much as I like Duke, I know that the Duke... Duke's TV class is not like a real class either. So I want to be, I want to go on record for knowing that. There's a bunch of fake classes. I mean, yeah. So they're not the only one that does. I took a basketball class to college. (laughs) (laughs) It could be interesting because the Knicks are interested in Jay Wright. Jay Wright is hired by the Knicks. Beeline could go to Villanova. How would you feel if Jay Wright got in the Knicks? I think he would fit in well. I think he's a shit show. Because as long as Dolan owns the Knicks. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Jay Wright would be perfect for the Knicks. He would. I can see him in his Tom Ford suits. (laughs) He would love it. I would love working for James Dolan. No, no one would love that. But the the Knicks would love him and he would love the Knicks. He's fit for New York. That would be all right. And I could see Eli at Villanova. I want to see him out on the West Coast where I only have to think about him and see him when I'm either can't sleep at 1230 at night or March. I don't know. I just wish him well. It's too bad. Well, I mean, I'm happy because we get Cleveland took on Drummond. Yes. 
So, and at the end of this year, we'll lose Reggie Jackson. And the Pistons, the two people I hate the most will be off the Pistons. So. Still got Blake, though. I don't, I don't mind Blake. Because at least he plays hard. He's got to play first. <laughs> That's a fair criticism. That is a very fair criticism. All right. Do you want to get it off your chest now? or Do I only have those two hot takes? Yes. Okay. We're going to take a break. All right. I don't know why they aren't in TVBA. I mean, if Holman can come from Hillman, I don't know why Alcona can't come. Sandworm plays in Alpena, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. have to. They do. I don't know. That's really weird to me. And it would only benefit Alcona because you see how good Hillman is at the high school level to have that Alpena experience. It would only behoove them. That's why I texted the groups. Future of Alcona basketball is bleak. <laughs> it's bleak. <laughs> they don't teach them anything. Well, they have a good program, though. I mean, historically, I'm talking about. Historically, I mean, they mopped the floor with Jordan's team that one year. They had that one kid. He was like 6'8", and they just kept giving him the ball, and Wade had no answer. Jordan fouled him four times, and then we just stopped because it was like, all right, we're not going to foul Jordan now. I mean, like. Right, they didn't practice defense once. They just had them run through drills the whole time. I mean, outside of him keeping his hand behind the ball, which is a normal thing at that age, he he looked good. Well, yeah, I mean, I he shows signs, but you just need somebody to teach him. All right. Well, I I like the idea that you were willing to at least say, "Hey, I'll step up." I think the people who were in the stands with us knew I wasn't happy. <laughs> Why is that? Well, Stacy said something, and well, the kid's double dribbling or something. It's like, well, they need a coach to teach them how to do this stuff. <laughs> you said that? Yes. How loud did you say that? I said it very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Enough that other people started looking at me like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> There's, There's nobody wrong because you care. Yes. It's watching them play defense is. So everybody go the ball, and it made me frustrated. I mean, I like it. So I mean, yeah. So I didn't know any of this till right now, and now I just want more. I feel <laughs> like this was a whole separate topic, but now I feel like I want to deep dive into this. Indeed. But he's in fifth grade, right? Yes. So it's fifth and sixth grade. I mean, it's late to the game now. I mean, you know that because there's, yeah, there's third grade is the start of it yeah. for. Well, even P-I-B-A third and fourth and grade wasn't any better. So they did the same drills with third and fourth grade <laughs> that they did with fifth and sixth grade. Has Zach been playing since third grade? He took a year or two off. Yeah, so he didn't. He hasn't been playing basketball the whole time. No. Yeah. Okay. I think he took a year off. He's not terrible at basketball. No. Part of his whole problem is that he's all legs. And he's, his body's a stall. I mean, he's like a Danny, daddy long way. That's why I wanted to get into running. Yeah, he's just trying to figure out what's going on with his body. Like he's just, his legs are moving. It's like the road runner. You know, he's working his jump shot, too. He brings the ball all the, down to his knees. 
to bring it up, it should be. Does it go in? Once in a while. Okay. I embarrassed the shit out of him Saturday. He came up to us like, all right, guys, you got to leave. I don't want you in here. It's like, Zachary, it's fine. Just go do what you got to do. And I turned to my mom and Stacey's like, I'm going to embarrass him. <laughs> so he's out there shooting, and he took a jump shot from the free throw line, and he made it. It's like, I started clapping. Yeah, good job, Zachary. Yelling at him. Oh my god, what is this guy doing? <laughs> but you're cheering. Yes. And he was embarrassed that you cheered. Yes. Well, he was the only one out there. They weren't playing, they were just. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you're cheering during warm ups? Yes. <laughs> All right. Just I'm to, still in. Just to embarrass him. Well, I mean, that's okay. Because he needs it. Yeah, yes, 100%. Do you embarrass your daughter? Oh, yeah. But she's hard to embarrass because she's just so free-spirited that it's like, all right. We're going to talk about that <laughs> shortly. 100%, yes. Do you know about the story about her daughter and Griffin? No. <laughs> oh, I'm my God. You guys are all in for a treat tonight. <laughs> so, But first of all, I want to talk about the bond. And the main reason I want to talk about the bond is because next week I want to talk about the race. And the person that's coming on and everything that was on that, I don't want to talk about the bond. I don't want to distract from that. I want it to be a race-focused episode. But I need to get some shit out because, like, it's driving me crazy. So, um, yeah, like, I don't understand what's going on right now. I don't either. I mean, I do from the point where, like, I know we voted for the jail millage. And I understand that people are... Tired of being taxed. I mean, you are a homeowner. I'm a homeowner. You're, I'm assuming you're a homeowner. I am. So I can understand if you don't want to pay more, but you're not paying more. No, you're paying the same. You're paying the yeah. same. You're paying what's continued. Yes. So I can understand that if you were to stop, eventually you would be paying technically less. That doesn't happen for three years, first of all. Because we're just trying to renew it so that that doesn't happen in 2022. So it's going to be three years before you have that. In the meantime, the two years that that will happen, the schools will totally fall apart. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're falling apart right now. Yeah, because here's what I do know. What's falling apart in the school will get fixed. Because obviously you can't have, like, kids with rain on their heads. Because oh, that picture in the paper Saturday, I loved it. Yeah. It was sad, but I loved it because that kid standing next to the – trash can and the, yeah. like a look on his face like what the fuck is going on <laughs> so what's going only going to happen is so i don't know if people understand how schools are funded that's the first problem right mm -hmm. so and when money's earmarked for things that money has to go for it so like i understand that maybe maybe you don't wish that the field like with the high school got a new field which I understand, or a new basketball court. Again, I understand, but these are the funds that they're earmarked for, so they yep. can't. I'm at a loss. I really am. Um, not necessarily in a bad way. I just don't understand, like, where we're at and how we got here. And I know that has to do with the way that the world is right now and the way society mm -hmm. is traveled through the, the path where we're at, but especially our town, our community. And for the people that 
$100 a year is a lot of money to which my mom would have been one of those people. I am more than sympathetic to, and I can completely understand if you want to vote no on that. Those are the people I'm on your side. The people I'm not on the side of is there's a, a really large group out there for some reason. I don't know how they've created so much lack of the term. It's a terrible term, but bargaining power is they want, it's almost like they want to watch the whole thing burn to the ground. And that, those are the people I don't, I don't understand. I'm confused by it. It's like, we want to see how bad we can make our school system. I mean, it wasn't, you probably weren't here and you definitely weren't here. So it wasn't too long ago where we shut our whole school system down back in the 80s. I heard about it. Uh, they call it Black Friday, was yep. it? Yeah. And it's almost like they want to see, hey, maybe we can do it again. And I just I, I just don't understand. Like, not a good idea. And so, I mean, you guys know I'm part of this whole, like, trying to help it. And then I went on a way, and I'm driving around Midland this weekend in Saginaw. And of course, Saginaw's got a, a diverse economic yeah. structure where some places aren't very good and some places are really good, you know, like, and, but Midland is one of those areas where they have a really big fancy factory where that tends to funnel a lot of money in the mm -hmm. school system. So a lot of the schools are in good shape and I'm down there and I'm like, what, what's going on? And, but it's not even, I had to tell myself it's not the same thing because one, they're not as spread out, far out as our mm -hmm. school system is. And two, <clears throat> their tax structure is so much better than ours. You know, we get roughly $8,300 per student, and, and the average in the state of Michigan is like 96. So Alpine's already at $1,000 deficit. I just, I'm just frustrated. It's understandable. And I feel that I can say this on our pod because I don't think we have many listeners, like where I feel like people are going to, like, oh, why did you say that? I, I got brought in on this committee about a month and a half ago. And the messaging is all wrong. Like we're trying to shame people into um, donating to the school, and that's not why people donate. I mean, you know, both of you guys. I sit in front of you both as people that have both have brought me multiple years, hundreds of dollars. Both of you, like you, fundraise at your whole office for me with your whole forty-one eighty, forty-one fifty. Damn it. Anyways, <laughs> pretty close. I got to get this. And then, of course, you and Bio would come in. I mean, you people have brought me both money. And you don't do it because I shame you or guilt you. And you do it because you're inspired. And I just wish that. And I, I said that to him at our last meeting. I, at some point, we have to stop pistol whipping our community and start saying, hey, like, despite all the bad that's going on, we're doing a lot of good things. One of the things that they did with the jail was they brought people in, see how bad it is. Well, I don't know how many of these people are actually going in the schools because hmm. as soon as I heard about the bond proposal, it was like, oh, maybe my daughter won't walk off from a classroom she's sweating into one that she's sitting there now having to go get her winter coat to sit in. Where's your daughter go to She goes right down the road at L.A. White. Okay. Um, and I walked into her classroom this morning and as – because I was helping with their food drive, mm -hmm. and it was cold in her classroom. Yeah, they, 100%. they, the kids were sitting on their chairs and going, "Oh, I don't want to sit on this." And it. So this has nothing to do with the bond proposal. 
but it's our podcast, so I can say what I want. I should be able to feel that way. That I've, I've never said it, but so when the last proposal went, part of the reason it failed is because we wanted to build a new L White. And there's a large group in our community that's like, well, you can't knock that down. That's old Besser block. That's like original concrete from when Alpena was built. You can't get rid so of that. So that was their issue with it? 100%. That is I a real okay. issue. Is that people didn't pass it because they were like, that's like a landmark. We can't get rid of that. So when they sent out the um, proposals to the parents at Ella White, I was looking at it. I was like, oh my gosh, if you're living around this, you can't complain about the fact that People are parking in your yards anymore because that is a true problem because they had a plan to fix parking there and they had, you know, a plan to separate the people coming in and out of the school with their cars and the buses so that the kids running from the buses aren't going to get run over. And I mean, it it was a really good thought out plan. You could tell they invested time. They invested money in trying to figure out what can we do to make this better. But also... Oh, I think there it's lost on people when they, well, why don't we just remodel? Well, sometimes remodeling with the asbestos, the lead paint and all that, what the abatements you have to take and do, and then the special permits, that is like three times as much as carefully tearing it down and building anew. Or the coal furnace that we're shoveling. Yeah. I mean, we're not. I know but, that, but I'm, I'm exaggerating because I'm, I'm really bitter today. You got the boiler from the Titanic. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, I'm exaggerating, but I love that you helped me out here. I appreciate you. Um, it's just frustrating. It By is. far, our most one of our most dated schools in the community is our most overflowed and one of our most used school. And you know, back in '95 when we built the new Junior High and the new Lincoln mm-hmm. School, it's easy to and I know, forgive me, but it's easy to forget about Maple Ridge and Wilson mm-hmm. and all these rural schools mm-hmm. that are. I was just in Wilson School. But anyways, they're way out on BFE. It's easier for you to buy them. But like L. White, I just, I mean, you you know, the summer, we were there repaying nets and trying to redo the soccer field for these kids. Out of, during the middle of the summer in the rain, and we weren't doing it because we were getting paid. We were just trying to make the school a better place. I just, I just don't understand. I'm at a loss. Anyway, so this group I'm with wants me to make this video because they feel like, my video is going to solve the problem, which we all know at this table, it's not going to solve the problem. But they're like, they kind of want me to do this video of showing that the school is falling apart, which I 100% am against. But at the same time, I told them, I'll give you the video that you want because this is bigger than me. This is very serious. And if we as a collective group decide that this is a video we want, that's what I'll do. But it's not the video I want to do. Because no one, the, the problem is when people see the roof falling apart, the first thing people say is, why didn't you fix that back in 19, 2016? Why did you wait for four years before you fixed the roof? We got the money to Well, yeah. that's, the, that's yeah. the right answer. but Because we that was the year the gas prices were so high that we had yeah, to spend the extra money to bust the kids in yeah, from the farm. Is, oh, my God. I don't, she's coming on every episode. <laughs> I feel bad for all our SR guests. You need to be some money. System. Yeah, she's... <laughs> She's like Joy Taylor or Michelle Beale or any of those. She's in. She's the intern I've always wanted. Could be. All right. Anyways, I feel better. Yeah. Not really. I'm just still. And the only reason I don't feel better is because 
I won't feel good until March 6th or 7th. And I know those schools get the money, and I don't feel like they're going to. And that's my problem. And that's why I get so upset and so defeated. And I don't even have the dog in the fight. I mean, you don't. Your niece and nephew go to Alcona. If the schools go to shit, you're like, oh, well, I mean, but. I mean, I know you want to have a kid. I know I do. I mean, I could walk to Vesa from here, or LA from here. I would take them somewhere else. <laughs> you just take, you wouldn't let them go to LA? No, because I don't want to get hit by a car. You wouldn't walk them? <laughs> Place is a cluster. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. Drop them off at Vesa on my way to work. I can, I can promise you that someone that is over on that side of town... Besser's also a Besser is a huge <laughs> cluster bleep. I promise. <laughs> Whether it's 845 or 245 or 345, it's just not good. The only difference between Besser and El White is there's no walking and bogeys. Everyone's in their car. Yeah. Yeah. It's very scary. Every once in a while, I'll be running late and I'll come to work and I'll come from Cabin Creek and I'll. <laughs> Oh, I'll just scoot down on Johnson's. Or I'll just scoot yeah. down that back. I'm like, why did you do this? You know better than that. Go up to the light and take it right. Don't go down that road. Because you got Pipe Piper back there, too. I know. So now you got all these other buses. I can drop them off early. Yeah. Well, you could drop them off early. That's what my mom used to do. You, you, are, the, you are the drop them off early parent. <laughs> But let's talk to another parent at the table. Claire, are you a drop them off early parent? I, I'm a drop them off at the daycare and let her bus over to school. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> She's my, yeah, good for you. Like, and not everyone's a drop them off early parent. That's just unfortunately how it is. So, but none of the schools really have good flow to them. I know because I was at Lincoln this weekend for science Olympiad, and we pulled up, and I'm like, so I guess we just kind of park here on this road, and we'll call her good. And somebody pulled in behind us, and they're like, do, do we park right here? And we're like, either we're walking out with a ticket or we're going to be good. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not wrong either with Lincoln. I mean, Lincoln, as you know, always has a special place in my heart because for a one whole summer, they raided Bayview Park. <laughs> Couldn't play basketball there. So everyone played at Lincoln. And that summer... More people hurt their ankles because that court was absolutely terrible because it literally dropped off eight inches and everybody would. But um, I'm not exaggerating. I'm going to find a new place to play. But, but and then they built a new baby park that went east to west. Is that right? No, it's going north to south now. It was east to west. It went with the lake back in the day. It was. It doesn't know. Yeah. Because it was road that was going this way. Perpendicular. No, it was parallel to the road. Parallel to the road. I guess it depends on how. Oh. Yeah. That's the problem with Alpine, where it's like a. Kind I don't look at the compass in my car. Yeah, I don't know exactly. But yes, it used to be perpendicular to the road, not yes. parallel to the road. Metal nets. Chain nets. I miss that more than you can ever imagine. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Finger off. So I've done enough complaining about the schools. All right. So we'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll meet our guest. That's going to be apparently a part of the show for the rest of the night. It's been hard getting a chance to work out when everything closes so early, and I don't get done working until late at night. 
Where can I even go to stay in shape? Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center is the place you seek. Whoa, where's that at? It's located at US 23 South in Alpena, across from Kiff Miller's Produce in the Lutz Plaza. Wow, thanks, God. Anytime, bro. Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center. For more information, find us on Facebook or call 884-4397. Zen, find peace in your busy life and get a workout when you want it. So, Claire, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, let's see. Are you from Alpena? No. Although it is the place I have lived the longest now, so. Oh, okay. You know, um, let's see. Born in Saudi Arabia, raised between Oklahoma and Louisiana. Um, <laughs> kind of even times growing up between all of them. I call Louisiana home because that's where my heart is. Um, As does Brad. I don't know if we I, we certainly didn't tease this, but this is the Golden Tigers pod. <laughs> yes, in a way. Because Brad, after a University of Michigan, Brad's adopted second school. Much like Duke no, is, is third. Well, third, that's right. <laughs> Saginaw Valley. Go Cards. <laughs> it goes to the LSU Tigers. They're, they they had an awesome season this year. That's a miracle season. <laughs> yes. I want to call it a miracle. So anyways, go ahead, though. It was a good bad season. <laughs> well, anyways. Um, and I... Funny thing is, I've been an LSU fan since I was like five, living in Oklahoma or seven or something, and it's Bedlam game, and somebody's like, "Oh, you're OSU," and I'm like, "LSU." They're like, "They're not playing," and I'm like, "Then I don't care." And this kid cannot rep. No, you have to pick one. Yeah, no, I don't. So I know my purple and gold runs deep. That's good. <laughs> um, so uh, grew up in a small town called Ville Platte, Louisiana. Uh, I am. One of many siblings on my mom's side, I have one stepbrother, I have one full brother, and then on my dad's side, obviously, there's still the full brother, a stepsister, and three half-siblings, two brothers and a sister. Wow, so you have a big family. Yes, I do. I am the oldest on that side by a month and a half. Okay. <laughs> and the youngest is 15 years younger than me, so I have seen the vast spread of life with younger siblings and different parenting you know, well, you didn't do that with us. Right. <laughs> so how did you end up in Alpena? Um, so I joined the military. Uh, well, I actually, I attempted LSU for a year. Um, very good party school. Had a lot of fun. Forgot to attend some classes. And uh, ended up with my dad having a conversation with me saying, well, you got to do something. You got to either get a job or pay for school somehow. Um, have you looked at the guard? It's like, no, but a couple of the kids were talking about it. I'll go back and ask them. So started asking everybody and all the army guard friends said, go air guard. And all the air guard friends said, go air guard. So, I mean, I'm not going to challenge everybody and mm -hmm. went air guard. Um, went down to what's the 259th air traffic control squadron in Louisiana and enlisted with them on June 20th, 2000. So if you do your math correctly, this year will be 20 years served. Wow. Um, thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, so joined with them, did the Lackland basic came back. They had a school date for me, so I turned around and left, went to Keesler Air Force Base in Biloxi, Mississippi, 
and did air traffic control school. Got out of school, went back for what they call like continuation training where you're actually hands-on. Um, so I was actually uh, in air traffic training on September 11th. Wow. So I wasn't, I wasn't in position or anything that day. I was actually up at Barksdale. Um, I had walked into, I was visiting a friend from tech school and walked in her room and flipping channels because she's in, at work. And I'm like, why is this on every, and then it started to hit what it was actually going on. So as I'm sitting there glued to the TV and they're like, oh, the president's landing at Barksdale. Open the door, look out. And I'm like, oh, yep, there's Air Force One. All right. Wow, that's crazy. So um, did not even dare leave the base that day because it was insane. Um, I was on my weekend. So that next day I went down to, went back to Alexandria where I was in the guard and quietest day ever in air traffic training. Just there was no planes. There was no radio. There was nothing. We just wow. sat there and kind of tried to do training otherwise. Um, then after a while and I just, it takes a certain mental picture to be an air traffic controller and it is not easy to get. And I, I was, yep, I'm struggling too much. This career field's not for me. And they said, okay, well, here's the other jobs we have. And I was like, all right, broke, broke person. This one's nine months. I want radar maintenance. That's a nine month school. And they're like, we don't have any slots. And the, at that time, the recruiter's coming through, and he's like, hey, you got anybody that needs to go to radio school? We got uh, one that opened up, well, in about three weeks. They're like, how do you feel about radio? Mm, it's shorter by two weeks. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm employed at least for another eight, nine months. Um, I get there, and there's a guy. We had our own dorm that we kind of lived in, and there's a guy there, and he's from Michigan. He's like, oh, Starts talking to me and stuff. He's like, we sometimes need help in the summer. Would you want to come come up and help us? And I'm like, sure. I'm a broke college student. I'm not doing anything. I'll go work for the summer. He's like, all right. So we went through the nine months of school and everything, hung out, um, graduated. He headed back up here, went back to my unit. He's like, all right, I guess I'll do college. So went to Louisiana Tech for not even a full summer semester. You know, those are only like six-week courses. Yeah. Um, because I, they found orders for me to come up here. So mm -hmm. hop in my car, drive up 20 something hours to Alpena, Michigan. And what was supposed to be a 90 day tour has turned into 18 years. So, so, okay. So that was like 2002, <laughs> 2003 timeframe. Wow. So you've been up here for a while. Then. Yes. So this is the longest I've lived anywhere. Um, I will never forget the first, cause I came up 23 cause mm -hmm. I wanted to see the great lake and that first view of Lake Huron and just being like, it is, you know, the, um, water in this down South is just muddy Brown. So seeing that much blue water and it not be the ocean was just mind blowing to me. Like I, I'm surprised I didn't wreck just staring at the water driving yeah. up. One of my favorite stories is the opposite of that. So I have a friend that's, from Alpena, mm -hmm. Mojo, Oklahoma City. And he got homesick. So he's with this group of friends, like, hey, we're gonna go jet skiing. And he's like, thank God. Like something that's remotely northern Michigan. -ish. So he 
He's like, yeah, just tell me where it'll be. So they told him where he's going to be. And he drives there and he gets there. And he goes, Steve, it was a puddle and it was brown. And he goes, I'll never forget. He's like, I don't, he's like, he was asking, you got to be joking. Like, this is not what we're doing. I know this is where we're going to jet ski right now. And he's like, I just realized that I'm just, well, I was spoiled because I grew up in, yeah. in an area where it just wasn't the same. Like, our definition of water is not the same <laughs> definition of water as the rest of the United States, actually. No. So, um, yeah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we forget that. Yeah. We take it for granted 100%. So, so then you're up here. I was up here. So night only supposed to be here 90 days. Started working with the people. Um, that was when the Budweiser uh, volleyball tournaments really started to kind of pick up and everything. Mm-hmm. And the base had a team. And they're like, all right. So I really started to get to know the area and stuff that summer. And I was just like, this is a really nice place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a job, really. I don't have anything. They have some orders here and there. Mm-hmm. It's not full time, but they have ACC. So that's no different than what I'm doing back there. So why don't I just move up here and become a Michigander? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah. They're like, Claire, this is summer. Okay. We get winter. You sure you want to make this move? <laughs> yeah, I've done winter. I lived in Oklahoma. <laughs> I will deal with the snow over the ice. Yeah. I I have been in Oklahoma where we've had two inches of ice on the car and you go out and you're like, yeah, we're not going anywhere today. Wow. Just because you can't get in your car. So yeah, I, the bitter cold I can, and the, the gray skies really get to me up here, but that's, I can handle the snow. If I could pick one thing that I've noticed in my old age that wears on me, it's not the snow and it's not the cold. It's the fact that, like, the other morning when we saw that sunrise, mm-hmm. it's like you're celebrating. It. You're saying, oh, my God, it's the sun. Like, where have you been for the past two weeks? And then it just becomes this epic thing. And, and I tell Justin, Justin's because he texts me that morning, says, are you seeing this? And I'm like, I'm seeing it, but I don't care. And he's like, why don't you care? I'm like, because it's 12 degrees outside. <laughs> and I am not going out there at 12 degrees. I go, you have to remember, in three months from now, it's going to be like this almost every morning. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like 50 degrees warmer. So like, <laughs> let's just keep this. And, uh, you know, But I understand what you're saying. Because we haven't seen, I mean, we haven't seen it. It seems like a month, right? It felt like a month. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I guess there's only two days in January or we had the sun. I'm not surprised. All right, anyways, back to your story. So I made the decision, called my family, said, so um, I think I'm going to stay up here. I'm coming home to pack up my apartment, and I'm heading back north. My parents said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I, I need this. I need to cut the strings and see that I can be the adult that I can be. And I said, all right. So packed up what worldly possessions a 23-year-old has, <laughs> and moved north. Um, and the rest is kind of history. I uh, I, stayed, I did go to ACC. I have an associate's in pre-engineering from them. Uh, that's as much college as I've done, just because the type of degrees I have 
are just now starting to become more readily available through new means and stuff yeah. through technology. Um, so, uh, got a full-time job. They eventually had a position open exactly what I was already doing. Uh, the time, which was radio maintenance. So I electronics and fixing on the, when I, back when I went through school, it was down to component level. <laughs> you know, now it's, Oh, this card's bad. Put the new card in. So I, I actually have an appreciation for the training I got back then, right. even if it's antiquated. <laughs> um, and then a couple years ago, um, well, National Defense Act 13, they drew down the numbers here in Alpena. Um, Which was a scary time because at that yeah. point, I believe they were worried about the base closing, correct? Somewhat, um, but they... They knew they weren't going to close us because they did. They just they cut our manpower fifty percent. Okay. So you're now actually seeing through other means the base back up to what the Manning was before that. It's not military like it was, mm -hmm. um, but we are back up to the same kind of manpower, um, state jobs, contract jobs, military jobs. Um, so I kind of got at that same time they changed the career fields around and I got moved into a computer position. So at the time I was kind of like, all right, what's going on? They had to really kind of figure out what the base was going to look like. Mm -hmm. um, so on 16, I finally got your definitely computer. This is what you're going to do in the computer world. And they sent me on all kind of training through 2016 and um, went back down to Biloxi. Mm -hmm. Third, third trip's a charm, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Miss, Miss Kindergarten, first day of kindergarten for Violet, um, came back and have really dove into the job, been working with it. I, I love what I do, but it's painful some days just because meeting the government guidelines and the requirements and being able to, well, we can't do that because the government says, no, we can't do that. <coughs> I can relate to that on a very much smaller scale. General Motors dictates very much what we can and cannot do. And there's simple things like just wanting to be able to go on Cabela's to look at a knife just because I want a new knife, pocket knife, and they won't even let us do that. So I can't even imagine what it's like on your level, which must be like <laughs> on steroids. So, And it's a lot of that kind of stuff. Like, So you're, <clears throat> if you're on a website, it should be related to what you're doing, what your job is. Um, and just even how we fix the computers. Like they give us, this is the steps you need to follow and everything. And it's understandable because I mean, think about what was it? World war two, 45, 43, when the big slogan, loose lips sink ships. Mm -hmm. Well now it's like, it's already on ESPN, ESPN CNN, <coughs> Fox news. And before we even see it at our level, because politicians and everything else right that seems very i guess i didn't know what you did at the base and now that i know it seems very it can be very stressful i'm assuming it can be um it's fun it's different <laughs> it's it's nerdy <laughs> right i i believe though weren't you recently promoted sir? i was um i think it's almost been It'll be two years in March, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I now on E7. 
taking on a lot more leadership roles and trying to help help the team stay a team and keep an eye out for each other. Um, keep the mission moving forward, even when the times are hard and everything, because, you know, budgets and dictate what we can can and can't do. And so, you know, it's not not us that dictate the budget because it starts with the politicians. Mm-hmm. Politicians say this is what you're what we're gonna give the the military, DOD. Mm-hmm. So the DOD then goes and looks, well we have so many branches, then those branches take it and so now you've got active Air Force, Reserve Air Force, Guard uh, Air Force, and you gotta split it out from there. So by the time it trickles down to everybody, you you make some some choices of how do we do this on some a budget? Difficult choices. Some difficult choices. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's in every business. It, yeah, it's any. It's no different. It's just who dictates our stuff is the people. Yeah, you have a much um, a lot more bureaucracy to deal with than probably <clears throat> the average. So a lot of people don't realize everything that the military does is written into a law or it's written into the stuff up in D.C. and everything, like from why we wear uniforms to why we salute to everything is written into policies at a higher level. Which is why I chose Claire to be here on President's Day. You don't care, do you? I thought it was very creative. I, when I was going over the list, I was like, hey, President's Day, we should have somebody from the military to be on. And it came down to you and Jerry, because Jerry Pulhock, he's the only person I really know that I would feel comfortable um, having on the pod mm-hmm. where we could have a discussion about different things. And um, But you were my first choice by far. Thank you. And, so, and everything I am saying is my opinion, obviously. So. Yeah, no, and I'm not... Uh, I get it. I do. Um, I, I, I've been out to the base for a handful of times. So I used to be with the chamber and we did that red, white, and blue review. I love the red, white, and blue review. I've only missed, I think, two of them since I've been here. Um, so the, I've only been to two of them. <laughs> the two I <laughs> so, missed. <laughs> yeah. So the one year, um, Al's the one in 50-50, so she won a whole bunch of money. So that was amazing. And um, I sat in the little corner with the spotlight. I was flashing all around, but my main takeaway from both those times was it's such a, I, I, for the people that have never been out there and never been to our air base, mm-hmm. you don't realize just really what is out there. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole little miniature city that is out there. And I just, every time I think about it, I just kind of shake my head because it's hard to believe it's a little bit only 10 miles away from Alpena, but it's like just this whole, um, community for like a better term it is it is a community i mean the base becomes family because we do work together so much um like you know the different summer when we ramp up with the extra people coming in and everything Mm -hmm. that not you know not business as usual trying to play catch up when people aren't here we hit this the summer months and we have people coming in like crazy and it's um a lot of working together and seeing each other all the time and you know yeah. I have to call somebody at this time because I need their help with somebody that called me for something and yeah 
that segues into kind of where I wanted to go, which I know I say. Um, is there really that many people that come in for Northern Strike? Um, so this last year they tried to cut back the numbers some, but there is – and Northern Strike is bigger than Alpena. Northern right. Strike is here, Grayling, um, even the their big complex in the Waters area and there. Um, and it's – it's huge. Uh, but yeah, it brings in like, I think we bedded down. Oh, well, we, two years ago, we had every bed and base, which is like over a thousand beds filled. We had a tent city built and we had people downtown. Wow. So, and they're not just staying on base. They're coming into town. I, you'd see their trucks mm -hmm. there. We went out to dinner at the courtyard one night and we walked in and they're like, we're sorry. We we're have a bunch of people that just walked out, turn around, it's like 30 minutes and we're, well, I got seven year old. She's hungry. So <laughs> we, we do want to eat here, but unfortunately <laughs> it is. her, her wait time is not going to allow us to say, right. Um, and then you went somewhere else and you'd see the blue fleet trucks and mm -hmm. the, so you knew they were getting out in town. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting for me. So we have, we just sold it this week. We had a white diesel truck, and um, it only had six six thousand miles on it. And people were like, "What is going on with this truck? Like, why does it only have six thousand miles?" It's a Duramax crew cab mm -hmm. diesel, really fancy truck. And, I, and what it is is, um, in Grayling at their base, mm -hmm. they were contracted out by GM to have all the higher-ups drive these mm -hmm. trucks around or drive them around. And there was literally a hundred of them, like hundreds of them. But after they're done, they all go to auction, and then mm -hmm. they auction off them. We, we literally bought like six of them, and we sold them all. And we just finally sold the last one. But, you know, we, we get these 2019 trucks, and we have 3,000 miles on them. They're like, well, they, they were never used. They really weren't. They were just driving around in general or wherever they were yeah. at the – Rather the air base is yeah. kind of crazy. Well, that's one of our problems is like they'll look at our trucks and they're like, you don't have a lot of miles on them this year. And well, we only drive them around base, so yeah, doesn't get that many miles. And trying to justify, you know, why you have that vehicle or whatever. And usually it's, well, we got to transport equipment, but a lot of times. All right, if I'm not transporting equipment, I just grab my vehicle because I'm just going to a meeting. If they need to transport equipment, they may need the truck. So there's always the flip side, and getting that balance is never easy. Right. Um, I did the audits um, the last chamber event I went to. There's a winter strike. Is that true? Yes. So um, that happened just now in January. Um, it was a... Um, part of what has been an existing exercise called Emerald Warrior and their planners just kind of picked up their exercise and brought it here. Um, they, they, they're starting to train four seasons again because, you know, for a long time, yeah. our primary place was warm and makes sense. Now we're starting to branch out again. Yeah. Um, it's, waves you'll see that with all the training like you'll see that they start pushing certain trainings and then they kind of pull back and they're like oh wait so they're they're trying to find that balance and it's 
It's always good to diversify. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So this was part of Emerald Warrior. They came up um, and they brought several planes with them and they did their close air support, which is what Alpine is kind of known for is our close air support training, which is your guys on the ground calling in the airstrikes and stuff. Um, and then they were here for a couple weeks, I think a couple, three weeks and got some all weather training. I was impressed. They flew in during that one storm we had and, um, I think they, they had some lessons learned of, you know, oh, yeah. this is not something we would have thought we needed for training or for to right. deploy to a location that had winter stuff. Um, well, at least there's value in that. that yeah. yeah. Um, I, pretty quiet for me. They did a lot, of, lot more of evening stuff, and they brought all their own tactical communications. So. Right. So we're going to pivot to give you what you wanted, which is the violet story. All right. <laughs> so there's two prongs in this whole thing. So first of all, as you know, Griffin was Santa Claus. Yes. So oh, he was the one who said she was on the naughty list. Yes. yes. All right. <laughs> so how this story goes is that Griffin, <laughs> you have to know like, this story from my end is amazing because I know Griffin was really excited about being Santa Claus uh, for the DDA. And then he tells me, he's like, Oh man, Steve, I'm just so excited about being Santa Claus. And I even went down and saw him got my picture taken with him. He's like, Oh, you wouldn't believe what I did. I didn't tell this one girl that she was on the naughty list. And I was like, it's okay, buddy. Don't worry about it. I mean, you know, shit happens, whatever. So that day, Claire makes a statement, or you make a status I, on Facebook. I didn't on Facebook, and it said, <laughs> "Um, so you know, Violet's been excited. That's the only <laughs> Santa she wanted to go see. Was like, this was we have to go see the Santa in the little house over. And last year it was like only one or two days that he was Correct. there. Yeah, and that was it. We have to go see Santa. Like, I mean, it was even our base family Christmas party. She was willing to blow that off to go see that." I mean, like, she didn't want to, the base has their Santa come out. Um, she's, like, excited. She, this is what we're doing. So we get there earlier in the morning because I don't want to get there when the long line starts and everything. You know, it's cold. So we get there, and we get out, and we go in, and she's sitting there, and she's got her little ladder, and she hands it to him, and she's so happy, and she's just like, and he made that slip, and he said, I heard you're on the naughty list, and the look on her face just went from, <laughs> oh crap you've been talking to my mom or you know something and I'm just, I'm sitting over there trying not to laugh because I could just see this look on her face of mom wasn't kidding Santa knows it all <laughs> so you make a Facebook status about yeah. talking about your experience with Santa yes so that week that weekend we had um, the Cabin Creek Christmas party and I'm sitting there with me, Allison, Molly, Griffin, and then his parents. And Griffin goes, you wouldn't believe what I did, Steve. I really screwed up. And I'm like, well, what did you do? And he's like, I told this girl that she was on the naughty list. And, like, I don't even know. I, I blacked out. I had this moment where I, I don't even know what I was saying. I'm like, are you 
Like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I feel terrible about it. I'm like, well, that's weird because I literally was just on Facebook like 10 minutes ago scrolling. And I know this girl and she was just telling me that her daughter was told she was on the naughty list today and that she thinks it's hilarious. He's like, you get, you can't be serious. So I literally pulled out my phone. I'm like, no, look, right here. It's clear. It's that. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. And then, so what we need to do is we have any kids that listen to Santa. We need to stop you right now for the rest of this story. So we're going to continue. There's your break. So then Griffin contacts you. Because I told him, like, well, Griffin, I know this person. Like, here, here's her number or here's her name. Go ahead and contact her. Because he felt terrible. Griffin was just uh, stricken with guilt. Like, he's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. Like, I've ruined Christmas for this person. So then he contacts you. Yeah. And he says, you know, I feel horrible. Can, can I do this for your daughter? Can I, not to be the creepy old guy, <laughs> but can, can, can I bring your daughter a Christmas gift? Because she only asked for two items. That was it. She's very sweet girl. And she, he's like, you know, can I, you know, please bring her one of her two, two items off her Christmas list dressed as Santa, you know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so you have to know as he's telling me this, like, do you think it'd be weird? Oh, Alright, take the break and we'll come back. Alright, so where were we? So Griffin tells me I feel terrible. And then he goes, I really want to contact this little girl and go to her house. And I said to him, bud, probably not the smartest idea. Like, I'm just spinning this out there. It's not good to, like, try to chase down little girls. That's really frowned upon by society, especially right now in today's climate. But, however, I did put him in touch with you. Mm -hmm. So he comes and sees you. So, um... Last year, we were headed down to Louisiana to see my family for Christmas. Um, not something we do every year. And it was the night before we were flying out. So we had the whole plan, and he came, and he rang the doorbell. And Oh, my God. I was like, Violet, will you get the door for me? And Because I was sitting at the table, and she's like, what? I'm like, just get the door for Mom. So she goes over there, and there's Griffin. And he tells her, you know, I read your letter, and he had the letter with him. And he's like... I'm sorry I told you you were on the naughty list. You're a very sweet girl. You're a very good girl. You're on my good list. I just wanted to make sure you knew this. Have a safe trip to Louisiana. And handed her um, one of the two items that was on her list. Oh, so, and that probably had to make her whole. Oh, it, it did. Um, but again, she just wanted to go back and see the DDA <laughs> Santa this year. <laughs> which probably, which it, was, it went better this year. Yeah, which, and it wasn't Griffin. But I mean, like. That's awesome. So, yeah. well, I mean, you know Griffin now. Yeah. So, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. You know, this, this is by far what I, I mean, I'm so happy to have you on just so I can really live this story. And to be a part of it where to listen to Griffin, like, I don't know, I just blacked out until this girl shows up on the list. Like, Griffin, why would you do that? Like, I don't know. It just came out. Just Griffin. And then, literally, to be able to, to have the small world we have where, yeah. You didn't talk about your story. I'm like, Griff, look. And he's like, 
Uh, and just perfect. Yeah. What do you want to run into the top five? Do you want to? <laughs> or do you want to take another break? No. I think we could run into the top five. All right. So I know you were concerned about this one, but I have a love of cover songs. Well, <laughs> so why don't you tell people what it is first? Our top five is our top five song remakes or covers. Right. So I didn't want to make sure it wasn't remixes. No. Because I didn't know if Justin Bieber's I Need Somebody to Love with Usher needed to be brought on the list. It's not Arnold Mention. But it does not. Maybe some other day we could have remixes. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Maybe do it. This is a tough list. It is. And the first reason I got upset by it when you told me that was because I feel like you and I have the same number one. And I don't like when you and I have the same number one. I don't think we'll have the same. Okay, well, that's good. And then you did tease to me that calm down, we won't have the same number one. So, okay, here we go. All right, so I'll do my honorable mentions. And I'll start off with yesterday, because Boys the Man did it and the Beatles were the original. Uh, I'll be there with Mariah Carey and the Jackson Five, the unplugged version. Um, didn't I blow your mind? Didn't I? This is for my sister and sister-in-law. It was the new kids on the block and the Delphonics. You have a lot of... I have a lot of honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. So two more honorable mentions. Hard to say I'm sorry is As Yet in Boston. And I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston and Dolly Parton. And so I will... So one of my top five. Was your honorable mention? Really? And I don't even know how you could even do it. How in the world is Whitney not in your top five? She is going to literally come for your grave and haunt you the rest of your life. That's fine. I'll just put all some drugs for her and she'll get lost. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. So we're good into the arm. My number five is the boxer is Mumford and Sons and originally sung by Simon and Garfunkel. I love this song for some reason, but yeah, the boxing. Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm messing with my list. It was in my phone, <laughs> and things are all right. It's not what I did. So, honorable mentions for me: All Along the Watchtower, which Jimi Hendrix covered by Bob Dylan. Good. Things That Confused Me, Walk This Way by Aerosmith. Is it a cover or is it a remix? Matt, I had to bring Matt Say in. Matt Say said it was a remix, not a cover. I heard it was. it's always listed as a cover because I made an honorable mention. Okay, so I'm all right with you. But he said since Aerosmith did perform in it, kind of technically a remix. But I just wanted to make sure that I brought I said it because I didn't want Run DMC to be mad. In case they ever listened to our pot and they were like, well, I'll screw you. <laughs> and then, of course, um, number, uh, or, or and then one last honorable mention, Jolene, by the way, striped with Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. All right? It's a lot of Dolly Parton tonight. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because she's in my top five. <laughs> number five. You see it in my hand here? Heartless 
breakout are Kanye West. So not only that I think something that was done by my boy Kanye West, our boy Kanye West, but it was redone by one of Allison's groups. Fury. Yes. The Fury. How can that? I mean, you knew that was going to make the top five. I mean, now that I've talked about it, you realize. I don't even know they did a cover right. of it. So. So, all right. All right, clear it up. All right, so honorable mentions is I have so many scribbled on the sheet and crossed off and scribbled back on. Feel free to let them all go. Uh, I, I said run DMC, walk this way. Because, mm-hmm. um, one, I know that if I didn't mention it on this pod, you guys might disown me. <laughs> um, I also had I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston and Dolly. I had Dirty Diana by Shaman's Harvest. Seriously, legit. Dirty Diana is. And Sweet Dreams, and I think I'm going to go with the Marilyn Manson cover versus the Weezer one. I like it. How's your number five? Oh, yeah. I guess I should do get to the numbers, huh? Killing Me Softly by the Fugees. Oh, oh. that's in my top five. Forgot all about that one. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what is going on with you right now? <laughs> I got all these other songs. Are we not even friends? <laughs> This is slipped my mind, all right? <laughs> but yes, God, oh my God, yes. <laughs> this makes me feel good. I know, man, you really do need to be part of this pod. <laughs> I don't know how we can work it out, but yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, anyways. Yeah, going back to Dirty Diana, the weekend. Yes. Cover of yep. An alien ant farm with. Smooth Criminal. Yes. There's a lot of good Michael ones. I yes, think, did there's... I have enough? Another one? Oh, um, Billy Jean, the Weezer cover. That one's pretty good. Great. All right, I'll move on. Number four, it's hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Boys the Men, you know, it was originally sung by G.C. Cameron in the movie Cooley High, something like that, from the 70s. That's a good one. Yeah. Ooh, I forgot. Honorable mentions because my list is whack, and I don't mean it whack. But I just meant like it's on this computer that you're using, and I had to go over to mobile version. So I do need to say a couple honorable mentions. I'm sorry. Okay. Twist and shout, which was from the Beals to the Isley Brothers, and I just purely do it for the Ferris Bueller moment. Okay, are you alright with that? No worries. Okay, hang on. It's your list. Like, yeah, it's my list. list. Because I know I've already given one, so I did that none um, with that stuff or not. That's going to stay. Oh, shit. No, this that's going to stay. One. So, for number f- another honorable mention, all on the Watchtower again. God, I can't do it. I have to do it. I have to do it because the other ones have to stay. All on the Watchtower. So, the, the, what I'm going to do is my number five, which I don't even remember at this point. <laughs> This is my number five. So Dave Matthews band then covered all on the Watchtower from Jimi Hendrix. So it was double covered. First Hendrix covered it from Bob Dylan, and then Dave covered it from Jimi Hendrix. That's my number five. Right. So that means Kanye gets down to honorable mention. Oh my God! What am I doing right now? <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. It's number four, Claire. <laughs> what was your number four? Number four. I don't think you told her. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out too. My number four. Okay. So then my number four is Kanye. I don't know. I have five here on my list. 
but so I have number four. Oh, so I have to pick one off this freaking list. Oh, okay, so that makes sense. Okay, so number four is moving down. Yeah. There. Okay, so number four is hurt by Johnny Cash from the Nine Inch Nails. Really should be number one, honestly, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Good choice. So, okay. All right. So my number four, it's somewhere on this sheet. Uh, Tainted Love, covered by Soft Cell. Nice. Yeah. All right. Number three. I do love this song, but lately, the unplugged version from Julius C. Original that didn't song. make my list. So as you had one, I now have one too, where I feel instantly ashamed that it didn't make my list. That's fine. Overjoyed it didn't make my list either by Mary J. Blige. Oh. Did it make yours? No. No. So again, but anyways. Number three, Higher Ground, Red Hot Chili Peppers, covered by Stevie Wonder. Okay. I mean, who doesn't remember the Power Rangers? <laughs> Don't actually be able to remember it, Bradley. So, yeah. All right. Number three, Claire. I have The Sound of Silence by Disturbed. God, that is a really good cover. It is. How do you feel about it? It's all right. I'm not a fan of it. It's just me. So my problem with the song of silence is, is Sad Affleck has affected the way I view that song for the rest of my life. So. And see that part of it, it, it was a favorite of a friend of mine that's passed away. So I have memories with it. I like it. I like it. Anytime you have an emotional tie to a song. Well, that my top three are all one out because of emotional ties. All right. Great. Number two, have you seen her, MC Hammer, the Chitelines? <laughs> you shake your head and shake. No, I shouldn't. Especially since my number two is the Fuji's killing me softly. It's fine. It's fine. That is pretty good. Just the two of us. Is that your number one? What? The, just the two of us by Will Smith? No. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm no. thinking of covers because like, that that is the same no. time frame. So that's why I was just saying. I think it was like, oh my god, it's Will Smith, your number one. No, but you're gonna love my number one. Power. All right, all right. So number two. Number two. Um, again, emotional ties. Um, yoga with Amy. She played a lot of it. Um, my trip to Hawaii. I heard it, and I am ninety eight percent sure it was playing when Violet was born. Over the Rainbow, covered by Is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good song. Uh, Matt's sister danced that at her wedding. Um, <clears throat> what do you mean you don't remember who it was when your daughter was born? Did you have something else going on? Maybe. You know. <laughs> you know. It's kind of fuzzy at that <laughs> point. Of, uh, yeah. A lot of screaming, maybe some hitting. <laughs> All right. Hit um, it. I'm ready. Open arms, Mariah Carey and Journey. No, that is not even close. I'm disappointed. My number one it's is my list. I, it is, but my number one is I will always love you, Dolly Parton. I mean, what needs you to Dolly Parton? Are you serious right now? Yes. Mariah Carey to Steve Perry. Yes. You know I like Mariah Carey more than Whitney Houston. I, I guess. 
And she did really do a good version of that. But I guess I'm just wondering how many number one chart toppings did Mariah have with that song compared to Whitney? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it is your list. Who's alive? <laughs> oh, so we're going to go. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess you win. All right. So people love, I'm, I'm sure the people that listen to this probably appreciate our banter back and forth. Yes. But they're wondering now who's Claire's number one. That's fine. It is Never Tear Us Apart by Bishop Briggs covering In Excess. Wow. I've never heard that song, but I love that song. She, I love Bishop Briggs' voice, mm -hmm. um, her sound, and then it's one that Violet likes to listen to mm -hmm. with me. So um, we just will tell Alexa play Bishop Briggs, and she, I think she even probably knows words to it. I do have one more cover that May and I will mention that I meant to bring up in this situation after it was over. And that was, I can't help falling in love with you from a crazy rich Asian soundtrack. You probably have never seen that movie. I haven't. Because you're not Asian. So you probably didn't. Have you seen that movie? Claire? No, I haven't. I I'm just disappointed in both of you right now. It was on HBO when we got around to watch. So it's a really good movie, actually. Well, that's what I hear. But that version, that version is so good. I bet you if you asked Allison, it would take her walking down the aisle song. Like, if she walked down in a thousand years, I bet she, she would flip it. We like it that much in our house. And who sings it? Let me tell you. It's an Asian girl, so that's why I don't know it. Right. Yeah, but I have it in my iTunes, so. I like that air. And people are going to go. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Sorry. It was a lot of good songs. Man, it really was. Oh no. There's so many of them. That's the problem with an Elvis song, right? Is that there's so many covers of them. Hang on. Let's go backwards through the crazy rich agents. I feel racist that I even have to do it that way. It kind of annoys me. Um, I didn't realize that. Kiana Gennaris? G A R N N N I S. Never heard of her. So, yeah. She doesn't sound each. Catherine Ho does yell, and that's just as good. She does yellow? Yeah. <laughs> Bye. I don't. There's a reason I didn't say that. I get it. Uh, get it out. No, that right. seems ironic. <laughs> it does. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to add, song-wise? No. I, it was hard choices. One of my favorite top fives. This one? Yes. Hmm? Not as favorite as the mystery one. <laughs> Have we ever told people the mystery top five? No. Do you to. want to? No. They will find out when that episode gets dropped. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So good. The only reason you want that episode to go you know what? I've already decided. I know when that episode is going to come out. What's that? It's going to correlate with the, the, the happening for it. Does that make sense? Oh, so June. Don't tell people. They're going to figure it out. I didn't say when in June. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yes. So, sometime this summer. 
the Empowered Learners pod that we teased so long will drop. It is recorded. Yes. We had a whole bunch of technical difficulties. It is on this laptop here. It's already edited and ready to go, but at this point, it took so long, I feel like, well, I need to send it to Mary and um, Julie to have them have final approval on it, but um, I don't even want to release it now because we've had it for so long. Well, we have one episode that isn't going to get released ever. It's not really an episode. It was a episode will never get released. No. Do you want to tell people what happened? Maybe tell Claire. Confess to Claire what happened. <laughs> we got drunk and just had to record an episode. <laughs> <laughs> we might have been at Lagedon's one night, came back here, made some bad decisions by driving across town and getting McNugs. Yeah, because we could have just went to this one. <laughs> yeah, 30 hours with the McNugs, mind you. It was only 20, actually. 20 something. I got that same... Order the next week, yeah. and it was only 20 Yeah. Yeah. some dollars worth of McNugs. <laughs> and then decided to record a pod. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the fact that it's still on the cloud scares me. Out on people's homes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So, all right. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back. And we'll finish it out. All right. 